up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. <coughs> now, now that I got that out of the way, I got that little cough. So I'm going to try to do a podcast today and uh, make it a good one here. I came across an article on uh, phantomsandmonsters.com about a six-foot-tall chameleon man. Uh, seen in the Tucson, Arizona desert. Now, this was January 23rd, 2022. So this was a a recent article, but the actual event was in February of 2014. So apparently, according to this article, a group of mountain bike cyclists saw a six-foot-tall, skinny, lizard-like entity. One of the witnesses stated it looked like a chameleon humanoid. Pretty cool, huh? All right, let's get into it. You know, I'm thinking, like, is this going to be a reptilian, or is this going to be, like, a different type of, like, chameleon alien? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of kind of stoked for this one. So I'm going to read along and make some comments along as I go along here. So in February of 2014, three mountain bike cyclists were making their way along a challenging 17-mile old Pueblo race course just east of Tucson, Arizona. The course was a grueling, dry, weathered moonscape of land. <laughs> I don't know what that means. True uh, traverse, uh, so they had to pack water and food as a necessity if they wanted to survive. I'm not a I'm not a bike cyclist. I don't know how hard it is to to go out into the desert, but dude, the desert's hot. And I mean, it was February, so it would have been a little bit cooler. But the desert's the desert, man. You know, it has all those reptilian-like creatures in it, and all those creatures that like heat. That's where they're at, right? So they stated around the halfway point of this 17-mile cruise, they came across something that none of them had ever expected to see out in the sun-blasted badlands. One of the witnesses stated, We had been riding for about nine hours or so, taking breaks every now and then. Riding for nine hours, dude, that's a long time. Uh, Then Michael says he needs to stop for a minute. We were waiting for him to finish. When all of a sudden we see this lone figure walking across the trail, and it is about it is about six foot tall, very skinny in form, and it had an awkward gait. An awkward gait, like a monkey or a man with a disease, almost robotic. Now that's what's interesting to me. I'll just stop for a second. They talk about it being a six foot tall, skinny in form, monkey-like gate right almost robotic or a man with a disease so i'm assuming kind of like a hobbling or a strange gate right if they're saying a man with a disease well like what like leprosy so he's walking kind of strange i don't know you know that's it's kind of inference at this point but going back to the article they state all i can remember about michael is him saying what the hell is that or something like that he stated or he sounded far away He probably used a different word instead of hell. (laughs) The thing is, we had somehow walked a bit towards this thing. Don't ask me why. Maybe to look at it better, not knowing what it was. The creature stopped and it made eye contact with me. And I could see it clearly. The eyes were kind of a snake's... Kind of like a snake, I should say. But yellow with a black stripe in the middle of the eye. Man, this thing sounds like a reptilian to me, if I ever heard one. It had a green, it had green and red scales on the face and head. The red color was kind of the same as the desert sand, and it looked like it had a sandy texture. 
too. <clears throat> it didn't have a nose, only two holes on it. I could only I couldn't see any ears or hair. A red mouth that looked like it had blood around it, but it didn't look like it was bleeding. Well, it sounds like it was munching on a human if you ask me. Aren't they always going for that uh, adrenochrome in our blood? It reminded me of a chameleon, but it looked like a person too. Now, see, with this story, with it having like the blood around its mouth, it we have these previous alien abduction or alien encounter stories, I should say, mostly, where they've encountered... There was a, what was it, a South American military unit was tracking something down. And, they, and then they came across this screaming. And when they came across this screaming, they, it was coming from a cave. And when they encountered this cave, they went into the cave. And there was like 12 of these guys or something like that, 12 of these military uh, members. I can't remember which country, I apologize. Um, but they go into this cave where there's this woman screaming and these two reptilians look like they're, they're dining on her, right? They're eating her and, uh, it looks like they're doing some sort of ceremony as well. They have her kind of like on this altar or whatever. So <clears throat> what's interesting to me is that we have these events that have happened in the past and we know through a lot of people's commentary, a lot of people's eyewitness accounts that these guys are out for human blood, right? We know that humans get lost in these trails, these national parks um, that are directly on top of these caves, these cave tunnel systems all across America. Um, and this is where the vast majority of people go missing. So when we hear these stories and we know these stories exist, what do we think about them? Well, what, what is there to think about? You know, if you see a six foot tall reptilian with blood around his mouth, um, chances are that dude was probably munching on something. It might not have been munching on a human at that very point in time, but we know that they do tend to munch on blood, that they want the adrenochrome. The adrenochrome is created from blood, uh, from a person who has been in a high intensity emotional state, typically fear, that allows this adrenaline to go through the blood. And these reptilians love it because it, uh, it nourishes them. They use it as a drug uh, and it gets them high and it gets them, it, it does something for their body as well. So, you know, when we hear these stories and I come across these things, it just, it just, you know, People, some some UFO researchers will say, "Oh, the reptilians aren't that bad." Da 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 da, dude. If any of the motherfuckers are eating on human blood, or eating adrenochrome, or anything else, pardon my French. Never, never truly swore in this podcast, but I'm not feeling that great today, and I'm and I'm I'm, I'm trying to stand up for humankind here. Then I don't trust them. I don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. You can't trust them, and you shouldn't. There's a reason why humans have a, gen a natural aversion to snakes, a natural aversion to a lot of these reptilians. I'll admit, you know, iguanas are pretty cool, you know, and stuff like that. Chameleons are cool, but, I mean, there's a reason we have a general aversion to snakes, and I think that there is something in our DNA that knows that we have this, this war against them for years, right? So let's go back to the article. I apologize for my little... Uh, 
<laughs> off-topic rant there. Um, so this odd creature then stood up to its full height and raised its long arms to gesture at them while making an unearthly chatter, chattering sound before scampering off like a lizard to hide. The unsettled men excitedly talked about what to do and they decided to just keep going and finish the course. So these guys had to cross the path of the lizard man to go on the course that they were going? I don't know if I'd do that. I mean, I guess you gotta get somewhere, but maybe you just turn around and go home. Just saying. Uh, so yeah, to finish up this story, uh, the one of the witnesses stated after they got back, they stated, when you read these stories online, watch them on TV, you think, man, these people are crazy. They're on meds uh, or they're in need of attention. But this has made me a believer. This has, this means there has to be more of them out there. Uh, if there's one, there's got to be at least two, right? I know most people wouldn't believe a word that I say. Um, that's just the way it used to be. I don't blame them at all, but they are out there. Now, I'm not saying this alien uh, is a chupacabra or anything like it. All I'm saying is I have never seen anything like it in my life, and I'm no biologist, so what do I know? So, you know, what's cool about this statement is, you know, he's just an average, or he or she is just an average witness. Um, you know, just a normal, everyday guy just out there trying to have fun, and all of a sudden there's a freaking alien right in front of you, or a reptilian that's from, from Earth, you know, a terrestrial um, we don't know if they are, if what he saw was terrestrial or not, right? We, we don't have that information. But what we do know is they saw something. What was it? Was it from out of this world? Or was it terrestrial? That's, that's kind of the next question, you know? Um, a lot of people will say there's different types of reptilians or there's different types of um, aliens that look like reptilians. Now, this thing, you know, when they talk about the cat-like eye, you know, that's that really leads me to reptilian, right? But does it have to be the standard reptilians that we know of that you know feed off of fear, that feed off the loose energy that's here on Earth, that that you know are responsible for creating all kinds of other entities as well? Um, that doesn't mean that's the case, right? I mean, this guy stated that he had a red mouth, that it looked like he had blood around it, but it didn't look like it was bleeding, you know, which makes me think that it was just dining on something. Uh, it looked like it had a pattern on it, like a chameleon, um, but it also looked like a person too. This kind of lends itself to like, you know, shape-shifting potential, especially with like the chameleon or lizard DNA. You know, they have the ability to um, tr kind of transform their skin to match the environment. So there's that. Um, and then he stated it also had a sandy texture too. Well, that kind of makes sense if they were you know, in the desert biking, you know, this thing could have had some sand on it or it could have, um, had a sandy texture inside of its skin. So what the hell was this thing? The eyes, the eyes really give me, they stated that they were like a snake, yellow, but with a black stripe in the middle of the eye. You know, when I hear stuff like this, it's like, you know, like they say at the end of the article, right? Like the witness says, it's like you read these things and you're like, you know, these people making it up, are they on drugs, you know, what's the deal? But in all reality, we have real people out there seeing this stuff. 
they stated this thing was six foot tall, very skinny in form, had an awkward gait. You know, what does that mean? You know, I mean, it means that if it had an awkward gait, you know, it's not necessarily, a, you know, a human in a in a reptile reptile suit, right? It's it's quite possibly the way a different alien form would move. A lot of people think that if you're bipedal, you're going to move like humans do. Well, as we've seen in the in the Patterson film, right, with Bigfoot, we've seen them walk in in a, a bit of a different way than humans do. They don't walk in the standard stride. They they take huge strides and they swing their arms and they you know kind of you know have their way with their surroundings. Um, the same way that you know animals don't walk necessarily like humans do. I mean, you see other primates that are in our family don't walk like we do. Silverback apes don't walk like we do. Um, you know, giraffes, they prance, you know. I mean, there's all kinds of alien life forms out there. Or life forms. Probably alien life forms too. But um, they just, each of us has a different method of walking. And, you know, what's interesting is uh, when they do profiling on people, when they're trying to catch, like, fugitives and things like that, they actually know how the, how those people walk. If they've ever had video, um, they, they actually profile people by how they walk. So they'll put that information into, like, video surveillance. They'll put it in anything they can find so that they can track these people down. So gait is very important when you're talking about categorizing aliens, categorizing beings that you come across um, in witness testimony. So that's the article. It's from 2014, February 2014. They were down in Tucson, Arizona. Dry, gritty, grueling landscape, they state. Did they see a six-foot-tall chameleon man? What's interesting is if you saw this thing out kind of, kind of at a distance... It might have been seven feet tall. Might have been eight feet tall. You know, if it's at a distance, it's hard to tell how far out things really are. So just keep that in mind too. But anyway, hopefully you liked the uh, story. Hopefully you liked the podcast. Hopefully you guys are taking care of yourselves, your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continuing to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys. Take care and lockdown universe out.